Hello and welcome to a Meathead Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Schramm. Thank you so much for being a listener, for being here, for just being a beautiful human. You don't have to do shit to be magnificent. (laughs) I am going to talk to you about three things today. We're going to talk about this amazing retreat that I went to this weekend about water. It's called Water is Life. And it's with Isabel Friend, who I'm definitely having on the podcast. And the things we learned about water, which I will dabble in today, will hopefully forever change the way you look and talk and maybe possibly sing to water. I also want to talk about Maui and the things on my heart to share about Maui, because Maui was the reason that I even got to go to this beautiful Water is Life retreat. And the beautiful knowledge that I do know about water all comes from an amazing human, a Pisces, (laughs) named Caden, who owns a beautiful company called Blue Bottle Love. And she really is just such a, like, powerful water, light worker, making sure people understand the importance of water and structured water and these bottles and then all these things that have come through for both of us about what's happening in in Maui and how we can hold space and in this time of grief, what that means. And the last thing I want to talk about all kind of connected because that's what mushrooms do is mushrooms. I want to talk about microdosing, my experience with it, psilocybin resources. And then I am hosting at the gym this weekend, a microdosing workshop with Brittany Clements. And I want to share about what you will be learning and how you can sign up and be a part of this. Even if you're not in Denver, we're recording it because we believe so much that this is some magical, potent medicine. And it's easy to see it as kind of like a quote unquote trip or (laughs) I don't know. It's it's like a scary world or it's not a scary world for wherever you're at. It could be like wildly intimidating or it could be like, I feel taking a little, taken a little too lightly. So I just am so excited to bring some depth and intention into this beautiful, magical plant fungi. So let's start with the water is life retreat and just some information about really what it means to be connected to water in a new way. And some of the things that I learned through Isabel Friend, who I highly recommend following on Instagram and going and taking and exploring her courses and of course getting prepared for a hopefully future podcast with her is that even though people will say we're 70% water, we're actually by molecular weight 99.92% water, which is insanity. (laughs) I mean, like anything 99.9% is 100%. You know, it's just there's very few things that have that efficacy and it's kind of like a guarantee. So we are literal water. And if we think about where water comes from and bulk water kind of from the faucet or the tap or bottles shipped in from all across the world, we are almost disconnecting ourselves because originally, way back in the day, we were the plants we ate and the water we drank. And that was what connected us as one. 
it's almost like these mushrooms, which is part three of this podcast is like counteracting that it's like, Oh, you're so disconnected because of the way you eat. And you're so disconnected because of the soil and you're so disconnected because your water is not the same. Then let us reconnect you. (laughs) But regardless, it means that the water we do drink is vitally important to who we are in not just the physical realm, but in the other realms, whether you're a spiritual or energetic person. And she talked about how these water molecules, let's just break them down into hydrogen and oxygen. If there's six to 20 little molecule globs, like little blobs together, six to 20, just those microscopic amounts of six to 20, micro, micro, microscopic, hold 440,000 panels to capture and receive information, capture light and to receive information. So water is defying physics in 62, possibly more ways. Nobody really can make sense of it. It is such an essential part of us. We come from water. We will leave with water. It is the other. It is the possibility is how we are birthed as we are in our mother's womb. I mean, you all, this is mind blowing. You know, of course we know we're water, but then we think about how much information water can hold the memory of water, right? If you've ever watched Frozen, which I love, (laughs) Into the Unknown is one of my favorite songs to play. And I specifically love it in Spanish because (laughs) the chorus of Into the Unknown is mucho más allá, (laughs) which is much more out there. Instead of just into the unknown, which kind of sounds like, oh shit. It's like, there's much more out there. And all that to be said, what I feel like is missing is the information Isabel is making very clear for people is that number one, if we can forage water and have a relationship with water, We absolutely have to. So with this crazy series of events that is so sad and heartbreaking about Maui, keeping my friend in Maui, her giving me her place at this Waters Life Retreat, I went back to the incline, which a week before I had hiked with my gym up this incline, having so many crazy memories about the backpacks and the impacts and the... the trippiest Venus retrograde moments of my life and understanding at the top of the incline, there's a medicine circle and just really recognizing the paths that we take and the journeys that we go on and these explorations and the rotational access of like, we all are kind of going around a circle, but it's just a different us. And then we come and we meet these things in different places and we see them in new ways and we attract more of who we are versus hopefully what we don't want, which is lessening who we are based on our environment. We're all hopefully going to towards that growth. So we see that growth when we get put in new circumstances or same situation, different time. So to be able to come back to Manitou Springs and learn about Manitou Springs, not as the home of the incline, which was the very Emily masculine (laughs) information that I knew, 
It is the home of so much sacred water from deep, deep, deep down in the earth. So we would walk around the town and within a half a mile radius, there was eight different springs you could harvest from, all with different flavors, all with different components. Some were super bubbly, super iron rich. Some were super um, calcium rich. Some were less bubbly and kind of more moderate. It was just amazing giving offerings and just like, let me build this relationship with water because without this water, I am nothing. I'm absolutely nothing. But to even go one step further, if this is structured water, which is, of course, movement in water, waterfall, river, water doesn't want to sit still. That's why we're so miserable when we're standing in line or sitting at a desk. It's because our body of water is sitting still and growing stagnant. We're supposed to move and we know this in some context, but in this way, like what, what can we do to really open up this portal for us, for us to understand we're our own body of water and we have to keep it moving and we have to flush it. We have to release, we have to cry and sweat and, and get this constant motion in motion. So having this experience And being able to recognize, okay, if there are 440,000 panels within 6 to 20 microscopic molecules, the ability for me to hold and receive light is so infinite. So if I am drinking structured water that has all those panels and is really able to keep its shape within my own body, it's going to mirror that. And from that, I am going to be able to receive information and work on clearing and keeping my light energy body healthy and happy and and not stagnant versus if it's unstructured water, which is every water that we drink, unless you're actively making it structured or going in harvesting spring water, which is automatically structured, then it is in complete disarray. There's no ability for it to hold information it's jagged, it's discombobulated, and it doesn't have high energy, high voltage. So when we have it, it isn't in our body to do what it possibly could do. The structured water is everything. And then we go deeper and we think about the fluoride and the chlorine and the toxins and the pollutants and the pesticides and the glyphosate and the sprays and the water systems and all of this. Like, wow, we really need to pay attention to our water who's talking about water, who is not monetizing on water because water should be free. And then going to places like findaspring.org and actually having that relationship with harvesting water, structured water, clean water, and appreciating it for what it does for our body. And I am just so grateful for all of these pieces of knowledge that are just the tip of the iceberg, no pun intended with water, for me to really recognize and respect what water has done for me and what I hope to give back to it now that I have this information. Even thinking about how our plants are grown, what kind of water, how th- how things are, it, it, it's like, of course, I love everything tea and herbs, but what is tea and herbs without water? What is anything without water? Nothing. There's nothing without water. And so if we can really put some emphasis and intention, and there's so many beautiful studies and books about how 
you speak to water kindly within milliseconds, if not less, the shape of the water will change and adapt to something loving and beautiful. You speak to water negatively, it is sharp and jagged and ugly, like broken, shattered glass. And so if we are speaking to our own body of water with love and affirmations like, Emily, I am creative. I am joy. I am bliss. I am love. Even though sometimes my head says I'm a shit show, I'm going to change that and pull that back and say, no, I am loving awareness. I am a human (laughs) figuring it out and I am doing the best that I know how and I love myself. I am going to keep my heart open even though we live in a world that is pushing you more than ever to close your heart. It makes me so emotional not only because I'm hyper hydrated and feel like I'm really in touch with water in a new way. I've been more emotional than ever (laughs) but I'm also really recognizing Like the world will not be giving you a lot of ammo (laughs) to, it's, it's almost as if, if you're prepared for it, if you're doing the work, more and more things are going to come your way that will make you want to shut your heart. And sometimes that's a reflection of our, our self and our own shit, but sometimes it's just the world is going to shit. So refusing to shut your heart, refusing to close down, staying open and staying in that love is like, it's going to be possible when we care about our water and we're drinking water that's not just from a plastic bottle shipped in from millions of miles away. We can create that reciprocity with water immediately, saying affirmations. And I'm just, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So water is life. If you are interested in retreats, there's more retreats that are happening with water is life. And Blue Bottle Love, who is my beautiful Maui friend, I think this is the easiest, simplest way to help everybody have a better relationship with water. I've said this for years since my MFIT challenges. If you guys took my travel challenge, that was one of them I did. And I was just always struggling with how to get people to create kind of a relationship with water. And the only thing that did it for me way before any of this new information was a sacred bottle of water that you love, that you're never going to lose. And if you lose it, It'd be super sad, but you're not going to lose it because you love it so much. You treat it like your cell phone. And if, you know, you live in the world we live in today, losing your cell phone doesn't happen that often anymore because we always have awareness of where it is. And so this bottle that she creates, Blue Bottle Love, are beautiful blue lapis lazuli engraved with all of these beautiful intentions and mantras of your choice. And for me, this is the sacred bottle that all of us should have, especially when you're harvesting spring water. She has big five liters and then also smaller. So I have both. And there is something very special about it, not just how it holds the energy and keeps things from, you know, decomposing or breaking down, but like to truly have something that you can create a relationship with And start to see your drinking of water as sacred, as not just a a thing to do, a check on the list, which is so easy to do, right? So 
highly recommend going and getting a blue bottle. If you do show me, I'll show you mine. I'm just like in love with these things. They're so beautiful. And Lapis Lazuli is very much like we are here to birth a new world. That's what we're here for, right? We're here to like really see what's happening and not be over consumed by it, but to process it just enough so that our healing mirrors the world and then recognize our ability to do something about it and birth a new consciousness, a new state of being, whether that's through a business, whether that, that is through music, whether that through that is through art, it is needing to happen. That's why creative expression is so important. And very soon, very, very soon, you all, my brand new lemon drop challenge is on its way. It's a free challenge for all, all about this creative expression, the importance of it, the power we have, the potency, how we tap into it. Just so excited about this. This is something I'm really so ready to birth into the world. And it's Virgo season, so it's birth season. It's totally time to birth shit. Moving to Maui. There is some horrible things happening in Maui. And especially when we overconsume the news like we can hold on to a lot of stuff. So we need to recognize like how much do we need to know and understand and have empathy for. And then at what point is it over consuming us and causing fear and recognizing when you leave your phone, are you in fear or are you in love and holding space for those who are in in Maui, but all Hawaii islands, because what's happening in Hawaii, the birthplace, the heart chakra, the vibrational, beautiful, magical place called Hawaii is hurting and it is a ripple effect. What happens in Hawaii happens in a ripple effect across the world. And that is so important to understand because it means that we can be in fear of that ripple effect coming towards us or we need to again get into that embodiment and recognize we can be the light workers to counteract that we almost have to. So when I have so much grief and so much sadness, I move through it. I process it because I'm not processing it just for me, not just for my family, not just for the land that I'm on, but I'm processing it for people really in pain. But then it is our goal and our hope that we can transform, transmute, and harness that grief and alchemize it and allow it to be rebounded through all of these beautiful water molecules that we are that hold all of this light, rebound it straight back into the world. And if we look at Maui, Maui is the shape of a woman and she is beautiful. And when I got to spend my 2021 there, It was the most magical. I mean, if you look at my podcasts, you'll just hear the vibration of Maui through my voice. It is the most potent, powerful energy you will ever encounter, at least that I have ever encountered through land. And because she's the shape of a woman, you can recognize this this beautiful energy pathway all the way from her root chakra, which is Hana, all the way up Pukalani, which is heart, throat chakra, all the way to her third eye, which is Lahaina. So if Lahaina has burned and there's this place, this gap, this horrible catastrophic event that has happened right on 
the third eye of Maui. For me, this is like a very powerful call to action to make sure that I am activating my third eye in my meditations and in my work and in my life to help rebuild, even if it's just my intention, in a way that's going to be for the highest good of all. And the thing about third eye is we cannot really see, you know, if we think of our third eye as like the all-knowing, the eye that we all have, but we sometimes get, it gets covered up, you know, it's, we have sometimes have to dig through it and clean it up and, you know, it gets calcified and it, it gets stressed and it gets covered and it's all about our hypothalamus, our um, pituitary axis, our adrenals, all of this to me ties into our third eye in a really potent way of how we can have vision for ourselves that's outside of our, our physical world. And so if we have this ability to access our third eye, but we're not grounded, that's almost just as catastrophic. We have to first get grounded and rooted, feeling that groundedness and feeling connected and feeling safe and stable in order to get that third eye to be truly activated in a way that's going to be healing and not just float you off to outer space or make you feel more ungrounded or feel like you're just flying at the you know, consequence of the, of the wind, wherever the wind goes, there you are. What's going to root you down? What's going to ground you? And so I am offering, I recorded my breath work that I do every Wednesday on the rooftop of the gym. I recorded it. If you would like to purchase it, it's $10 for the recording. It's an instant download on a PDF. You can listen to it multiple ways, really easy, really wonderful. It's a breath practice with me and nine people with a little drum and handpan from some musicians. And it's just a specific for grounding and clearing and cleansing. And all proceeds are going to my Hawaii Canoe Club. That is absolutely fantastic. And I just, oh, these humans are so amazing. <laughs> I feel so lucky to know them and they're the they're just holding so much space and so much love and light. So if you are interested in supporting, just go purchase this $10 breathwork. Do the breathwork. <laughs> Don't just purchase it. I want you to do it. And start to think about your own grounding and your own third eye and then revitalizing that belief that we can build, 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 cleanse, 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 structure our own cells with the water we drink and then bam, it can go out into the world and change, change the world. We are temples of light and water is the reason for that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about microdosing. So microdosing psilocybin first initially came to me when I was on Blinkist, which is this like basically a, an app that I used to have when I had no time to read. So it like took these concepts and books and put them into like short form so you could understand it very fast. And I was having really, this is about eight years ago. I was having really, really bad, uh, premenstrual symptoms, like really bad depression, really dark, dark, dark thoughts and swings of my mood that were so unstable that I wasn't really 
willing to get into the information that it was providing. My body was providing a lot of information. (laughs) It always does. And although I'm talking about this a lot in the creative course about cycles and moods and all of this, the point being, I found microdosing as a way that it was through a book on Blinkist that saved this woman's life. She was suicidal and found microdosing. So I asked my friend Jalen and I started doing some protocols. It was only one week. It was two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. And that was my first initial interaction with psilocybin. I couldn't really feel anything drastic. It was super small. So thinking of microdosing, like if I am, when I hosted a ceremony of a macro dose, if I'm holding space in ceremony for like sacred space, moving through things, that's going to be about four to five grams. So pretty high, high dosage. You can even consider three grams a high, high dosage. Microdosing is going to be something like 0.1 just to give you some frame of context, 0.1 to 0.25 grams. So there is no, you know, hallucinogen, hallucinating things happening, et cetera, et cetera. And initially, because I was still struggling with the same symptoms I was having with my period, I had a lot of candida things happening and fungi is so yeasty. So I would get breakouts and I would have like kind of these candida symptoms itchy ears. And it was just like, not my medicine, but microdosing was okay. So I had this long relationship with understanding mushroom. And if I was going to have it, I had very specific herbal remedies to go with it. Marshmallow root, ginger, peppermint, and usnea. So I would have to like really do alchemy in order for mushroom to be a part. Cause I was already kind of damp and wet, which is so fungi. Long story having so many powerful, impactful ceremonies with this plant and recognizing its power into healing, releasing, holding, loving, connecting, having all of these beautiful healing interactions with this plant, this fungi, um, whether that was why I healed or part of the healing journey itself, I don't know, but feeling as if I finally am done with all of those pieces that made me not quite in tune with mushroom and coming back to Denver and having so much around me of people hosting these ceremonies, these spaces, these sound healings, these support systems with this plant. And then having the opportunity to host a workshop in the gym about this plant with Brittany it was a no brainer because I think all of us are curious. And even if we've already done it or we are interested in doing it, there's not a limit to what we can learn about it. So I want to share about the workshop. This is about ethnomycology, cross-cultural historical uses, sociological impact of fungi, and this current psychedelic renaissance. So this is about cultivating relationship with psilocybin, how to work with the medicine, dosing, benefits, research, precautions, guidelines, and the goal being mycoconsciousness. So this is Brittany's term, mycoconsciousness, and really understanding our fascia is the largest sensory organ, which is so importantly tied to water. And that if we think of mycelium of the forest or of the whole world, the body of the whole world, right? This beautiful network that's underground that we can't see. Fascia is very much similar to that. And so how can we as a human body mirror what is happening if we incorporate 
psilocybin into our life. And I am just so excited about this. This is a really wonderful offering. If you are called to this, please sign up. All of these links are in the podcast bio and email me if you're not able to come in person and I will ship you a little goodie bag with so much love directly from me (laughs) if you sign up because I know this is a big step for so many people. It's scary sometimes. It's uncertain sometimes. Some people are like, yes, this is the work. Some people, I don't, I don't know where you're at with it, but I will just say mushroom and fungi hold you in a powerful way. And if you've been called to it, or if you're curious about it, answer that call and learn from people like Brit, who is really working on the feminine divine guidance that comes through with it so that it is not just popping a mushroom and like seeing what happens because microdosing can also be sometimes dangerous in the sense that maybe dangerous isn't the word, but it starts to bring agitation up. Like when I experimented again, doing another round of it last year, it was so intense because I would have a little, but because I wasn't fully releasing it with a, with a macro dose, it made me really not feel great. So there's definitely so much to learn about how to do this in your own life. And I'm just so honored to have this at the gym. If you can join, please join. It is a course you will sign up. And then within the evening after our course is complete, the recording will be sent to you for you to just learn at your own pace. It's a two hour workshop. And again, if you would like the goodie bag sent to you, just email support at emilyshram.com after you have signed up and send me your address and I will send you a little something, something. (sighs) Okay. Sending you all my love. This is like just so much. Keep your heart open. I love hearing from you. If you listen to this, feel free to share or share with me that you listen to this. It is my mycelium network to connect with you. So connecting back and hearing from you is so wonderful and so beautiful. And I'm just grateful for this weird wildlife that we are all on together. I will see you soon.